Welcome back. We are glad you have chosen to join us as Pastor Tim continues his message entitled, Save to Serve, from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. We know that God grants to every believer a spiritual gift that we might be equipped to do the work that he has called us to do. If we follow Paul's instruction to stir up that gift, then we need to know how to go about it. Here's Pastor Tim. All right, so I got three things I want you to be sure of. I want you to be sure that you're saved before you serve. I want you to be sure that you serve by the Spirit or in His strength. And then thirdly, I want you to be sure that you stir up your servanthood. Stir it up. That's what he says specifically, isn't it? Let's get back to verse number 6. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you. Just stir that up. For a number of reasons, and one that I, I don't think I could ever exhaust any kind of list. Some believers grow idle in their service after a little while, don't they? I don't, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe they're fearful. Maybe they are uh, burned out. Maybe they don't feel appreciated. Maybe they got reprimanded somewhere along the way because maybe they wasn't doing it quite right. Maybe they've just turned their attention to other things. Regardless, the bottom line is, is that they've just stopped. I need to tell you this. There really should not be a label of inactive church member. I mean, I know we have those. I, I know, you know, we've got our membership roles, our list, and, and we don't want to keep everybody, it seems like, on the same list, so we created this category called inactive church members. There may not be much more unbiblical kind of thing that we do than that. There's no such thing as an inactive church member. There shouldn't be. Maybe then if we want to categorize it, let's be honest about our categories. Let's create a category for backslidden Christians. Anybody want to be on that list? That's what you're talking about though, right? If a person has been given a gift by the Spirit of God, has been given direction by the Spirit of God to use that gift to serve God by serving others through that church, and they're not doing that, is, is there a different term than backsliding? I'm open to it if there is. Inactive church member just didn't it. Serving God should be fulfilling. There should be something that is satisfying about that, you know? I mean, those little dwarfs, they whistled. <laughs> little dwarfs, that didn't sound quite right, does it? But those little dwarfs, they whistle when they worked. Why? Because they were happy. I mean, at least that one guy, he was happy for sure, wasn't he? Sorry, that was... <laughs> I can't pass that one up. He was happy for sure. You will be happy when you serve, when you serve according to God's way, according to God's plan, doing the things that you have been gifted to do. All right? So remember that vest that we started out with? Happy to help. All right? I want to share with you just a few things as we get ready to close. We're going to finish out these two verses. 
that really gets us happier to help when we do these things. So we're talking about spiritual gifts. We're talking about this gift of God that he mentions there in verse number 6. I want you to notice a few things with me. Let me give you four more little tidbits here tonight. Okay, Number one, you will be happier to help when you discover your gift. You'll be happier to help when you discover your gift. I mean, if you don't know what your gift is, and you just kind of run sort of willy-nilly throughout the life of the church, and you do a little something here and a little something there, and you just don't feel satisfaction, you don't feel fulfillment, you don't feel appreciated, you don't feel any of those things, something's not right. And it may very well be because you're trying to attack areas that's not yours. You know? You'll be happier when you discover your gift. So how do you do that? How do you discover it? I mean, there are plenty of those little uh, um, spiritual gifts test, but that's not really, it's not really accurate. It's not definitive. I mean, it might, I think it will help you kind of point in a direction, tell you where some interests are, but don't rely on that. Instead, let me give you, let me give you three other ways. You can discover your spiritual gift through your desires and abilities. Through your desires and abilities. I mean, God gives you, I think he gives you both the want to and the capacity to. You know? I mentioned to you this verse in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13 a couple of weeks ago. It is God who works in you both to will and to do according to his good pleasure, right? So he's given you the will, and he's given you the ability. It's God who works in you, both to will and to do. He's given you desire, and he's given you ability. You know, maybe you look and you say, man, I want to I teach. I want to I, I I have, have the biggest class. I want to I wanna do that, but yet... What if God hasn't equipped you that way? You're not going to find great success. You're not going to find great satisfaction or fulfillment. You may very well find frustration. I mean, you got the want to, you just don't have the ability to. You may have the ability to do something, but yet you just don't, you know, you want to just ain't there. I'd say then you might want to look again at what your spiritual gift is or what you think it is. Why? Because it's God who works in you both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. So you can discover your gifts by your desires and abilities. Number two, I think this one is the very best way to discover what your spiritual gift is. All right, you ready for it? You can discover your gift by serving. Just just by... Just by doing it. Just get out there and do it, you know. If you use the old Nike commercial, just do it. You know, if, if uh, you really want to date yourself tonight and you want to go all the way back to the old Alka-Seltzer commercial, then try it. You might like it, <laughs> you know. Try it, you might not like it. Either one. You find a place, you begin to serve in that area, and God either confirms that that is indeed how he's called you, how he's equipped you, or you may find out very quickly that is not what God has gifted me to do. Just find a spot. Do something. Do something. Okay? Number three. 
You can discover your gift by the confirmation of others. I mean, they may see it. They may recognize it. You know, they may recognize it, in fact, even, even before you do. That's what he says in this passage. All right? So let's go back to verse number 6 for a moment. When, he, when Paul tells Timothy, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you. Notice how he finishes the verse. Through the laying on of my hands. What does he mean by that? He means the same thing that he meant in the first letter that he wrote to Timothy when he said this, Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery or of the elders. So what's he talking about? He's talking about the church confirming what they see in you. You know? When we lay hands on, we ordain. We do that for deacons. We do that for for preachers, right? For missionaries. And what we're doing is the church looks and says, you know what? I see that you meet all of those qualities and qualifications of a deacon, of a preacher, of a missionary, of whatever it might be. And I can see that God is at work in your life. We recognize that and so we formally ordain you to that work. May not have anybody come lay hands on you. You may, my dad wanted to be on my ordination council. He said he wanted to lay hands on me one more time. <laughs> Somebody might not lay hands on you. But certainly people can confirm whether you're serving and acting within the giftedness that God's given to you, right? And they can help you. Find some wise counsel in the midst of that. All right. So number one in this being happier to help. You'll be happier to help when you discover your gift. Number two. You'll be happier to help when you develop your gift. I mean, if if God has given to you a spiritual gift, work on it. You know, if your spiritual gift is teaching, learn how to be a better teacher. If If your spiritual gift is giving, learn how to be a better giver. If your spiritual gift is leadership, learn how to be a better leader. If your spiritual gift is service, learn how to be a better servant. Whatever your spiritual gift is, I mean, there's all kinds of things. Formal training, informal training, books, helps, the Bible, the Holy Spirit. I mean, there's all sorts of things that can help you to hone that gift that you've gotten. It's not exactly the same as having a natural talent or a natural skill that you're developing, but you can use those same principles, you know? If you've got a gift or a talent and you just don't use it, then what's the old saying? You don't use it, you lose it, right? You're not going to lose the gift that God's given to you, but you lose the effectiveness of the gift that God's given to you. So you'll be happier when you discover what it is. You'll be happier when you develop it. And then number three, you'll be happier (laughs) to help when you dust off your gift. You know, what he says in verse number 6 is, I want you, Timothy, to stir up that gift. I mentioned it earlier that sometimes people just get away from serving for whatever reason it is. They need to be reminded, just like Timothy, to stir up that gift. There, there are different translations. You may see something different in your Bible. It may say something like rekindle. 
or keep ablaze, or kindle afresh. Or my favorite is fan into flame that gift that is in you. That's what we're doing. We're dusting it off. We're going to put it to work. I think it's where the first part of verse 7 really comes into play. You know, God's not giving you a spirit of fear. He's not. Dust it off. Don't, don't be afraid to use the gift that God's given to you. Yeah, but you don't know. Somebody laughed at me one time when I tried to use that gift. So what? Somebody told me I wasn't doing it right. Okay. Somebody told me I need to let somebody else do it. Somebody told me that so-and-so's had that job in this church for how many years? It ain't, you know. Okay, fine. Who equipped you? God did, right? It wasn't that nagging person that, 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 that has that critical spirit that we talked about this morning that wants to get under your skin. They didn't equip you. They don't lead you and guide you. It's God who's done that. If you'll dust that gift off, you'll be a happier Christian. Let me give you a last one. Number four. You'll be happier to help when you deploy your gift. When you deploy your gift. For your spiritual gift to make a difference and really make an impact, you've got to exercise it. You have to use it. And if the first part of verse 7 really goes back to that stirring it up, I mean, stir it up. God's not giving you a spirit of fear, so stir it up. Now, once you've done that, how do you use that gift? How do you really stir it up? How do you uh, not only dust it off, but how do you deploy it? How do you exercise that gift? God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but he has given you these other three things, right? So you deploy your gift with power. God's given you power. He's given you strength. I think it was Samuel Ayala when he was here mentioned to us that that word power in the, in the passage that he was looking at was dunamis. It's the same word that we get dynamite from. It's powerful. Powerful. When God works in you and through you, it is always powerful. So it's the power of the Holy Spirit that I'm depending on, not just my own. So use His gift like He's entrusted you with and watch Him make up the difference for what you think that you lack. All right? Deploy it with power. What's the next thing He says? God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love. Deploy your gift with love. It's not, you're not the bull in the china shop. You know, we're using our spiritual gifts to serve God, to serve people through the life of the church because we love them, right? I mean, you love the people that are next to you, right? You wouldn't be sitting next to them if you didn't. I mean, everybody in here you might not like so hot, but you love them, right? We love one another because God loves us. If I'm really that disciple... And, I, and I'm carrying with me the marks of the Lord Jesus, those marks of a true disciple, one of those is to be loving. So it's out of love then that I'm exercising my giftedness. Now, 
There are some folks who have the gift of prophecy. Gift of prophecy is not necessarily foretelling. I want to tell you, you know, I want to tell you the future. It's forthtelling. It's being able to take God's word and tell it. This is this is how it fits. This is what it means. Now, sometimes we have had people that have the gift of prophecy that use that as an excuse to be a jerk, right? Well, I just can't help what I say, you know, I got the gift of prophecy. <laughs> no. You're just a knucklehead, you know? To have the gift of prophecy means I am speak, I am God's mouthpiece. Now, when that happens, I better exercise that with love, or it's going to hurt somebody's feelings somewhere along the way. No matter what your gift is, what is it that really compels you to use that? I like that verse out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It is the love of Christ that compels us or that constrains us to do. I have my marching orders from him. I have my power from him. And really from this, I have my push from him, right? All right, there's one more thing in verse 7. All right, some of you are lacking at this point. I'm just teasing. God's not giving us a spirit of fear, but he's given us power. He's given us love. And believe it or not, he's given us a sound mind. What's he talking about? He means to deploy your gifts with a sound mind, with self-control, with good decision-making, you know? He's given you that discipline. Listen, you say, well, I just don't, I don't know about self-control and sound mind, all that. It is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It is a fruit. I guess I should be clear with that. It is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. When He, when he lives inside of you, it's the Holy Spirit that develops in your heart love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. A sound mind, it's the same thing. Okay? He's given you the ability to do that. So use your gift that way. Make good, godly, biblical choices in the midst of your service. You know what happens when you do those things? You'll be happier. You will. You know, this morning I gave you, I gave you part of a test when we were talking about brokenness. And, uh, and, and the very first question I asked you was this. Would you choose to be holy or happy if those are the only two choices that you have? A little bit of a trick question. Because the reality is, is if you choose to be holy, you're going to be happy. It just works that way. You'll be the person that God's called you to be when you know that you've been saved to serve and you do it for his kingdom. Let's pray. Jesus, we're grateful for our salvation. We're grateful for the giftedness that you've given to us. We know that that is your plan for the world. That's your plan for our church in this community. We want people on the outside and people on the inside, whether we ever wear a vest or not, to know that we're happy to help, that we're happy in our relationship with Jesus, we're happy in our relationship with our church family. Father, we pray that your spirit would make it so as you unite your people one to another. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let's stand together.
Maybe you want to come to the altar. Maybe you can come to me, whatever you need to do. But what do you need to do with that tonight? A lot of reminders. Maybe you just need to stir it up. Okay? Whatever you need to do, let's do it. Sean? This year, at Britt David, we would like to challenge you to share the love of Christ with those you come into contact with each day. Remember, he who wins souls is wise. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BrittDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.